0: Welcome to the Legendarium.
1: This week in the Legendarium, Ken gives us more geek news than we can handle, Star Wars dominates our podcast, and Disney takes all our money.
0: Welcome to TLP. It's the Legendary Podcast, everybody. I like it. I and, like it. And, hey,
1: Mikey, He came up with an abbreviation. Let's never right.
2: call it that
0: again. Hey, everybody, we're the tulips. <laughs> oh, and wow. we are, well, this week we are Does getting... That mean we tiptoe through the tulips? No, it doesn't. Todd, it, you, you watch Walking Dead? Just look at the flowers. Just oh, look at the flowers. Okay, okay. Whilst okay. I shoot you in the head. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So this week we are obviously getting the band back together. Um, it's been a few weeks, and I think the last um, the last time we were all together was actually when we recorded um, uh, Starship Troopers. That's correct. And so since then, now that that's been released after our uh, horror episode, but uh, it's, so it's been a little while. So just. For all of you who are just joining us, and it's been more than, you know, or less than three weeks since you started listening to the Legendary Podcast, let's introduce ourselves uh, in wonderful fashion. I am Craig Hanks. I don't get insulted because I'm awesome. Uh, But on my right, uh, he's so giggly. Ten-year-old girls tell him to shut the blankety-blank up. It's Todd Wente. That has
1: happened more than once
0: and once in a movie theater with my wife. (laughs) And my wife agreed. And when there's something weird in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? The cops. Because it's probably Ken Johnson. How <laughs> oh, dare you? And Give away my secrets like that. And he's uh, currently in a play right now, so he's so tired. He's going to let his closed eyelids do the talking today. It's Ryan Bruckman. Captain Nose Whistle,
2: performing for duty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, for any of you longtime <laughs> listeners, if you've ever heard a very odd... Rhythmic, high-pitched squealing sound that would be Ryan's nose, doing the talking for him. He blames it on me. I still think he's lying. I am not lying. I am not lying. I want
2: you to cut together uh, the the greatest hits of my nose whistle through, <laughs> <our episode laughs> and play
0: it back for me. We'll we'll uh, we'll release it as a pay per listen oh. podcast. We'll see how much money we make off of it.
1: I bet we get a nickel. I'll get, yeah, we'll get go go
0: fives done. of cents anyway. Uh, so yeah, we we took a little bit of time. No whistle in our Yes, silence. Oh, sorry. My word, you are an unruly bunch. Um, all right, so we took a, we did take a little bit of time off. Uh, we, well, I had to move. We were studioless for a while. We were doing a, a kind of uh you say
1: you had to move like you were being chased out of your apartment well
0: what? yes by all of the bugs the cops said he couldn't live under that videot anymore <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah so we're in our new digs now what do you guys think by the way is this space gonna work for you i'm seeing tremendous potential yeah frank lloyd wright, wright would approve
2: so yeah can you, we're
1: can you paint these walls
2: My wife. Why you get I... the blood stain out of the carpet i'm good
0: why are but, they padded? I can't even say a damn thing on this podcast.
2: <laughs> you missed us so much. I have not.
0: All right. Let's turn it over to Ken Johnson for nerd news before I strangle you all. Oh,
3: man. You have missed us. All righty. Hey, good evening, everybody. I'm Ken Johnson, and this is your legendary <laughs> <and> geek, <laughs> geek <laughs> news. <laughs> 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 Guys, I don't know if you know this or not. But there's a Star Wars movie coming out this year. (gasps) I
0: hate it when you do that. How many weeks? How many weeks, Mr.
3: Johnson? How many weeks? Oh, it'll be here soon enough. Oh, thanks, sir. You're welcome. Now, we know that we have a Star Wars movie also that comes out next year. That's correct. And the year after. And the year after. It's just going to keep coming. It's so great. Bob Iger confirmed that we can see episode 8 on May 26, 2017. For those who keep in count, that is forty
1: years and one day after we were all first introduced to the words in a galaxy far, far away. And I just want to go on record as applauding him for his choice of finally putting it back into May.
3: Yeah. Yes, thank goodness. Absolutely. Although the first uh, official spinoff was also announced, starring Felicity Jones, it will be called Rogue One. Personally, I am excited to see what that means. It'll be the first official Star Wars movie to explore the galaxy beyond what the core films do, and it will release. It's the last one it's going to release in December 2016, a year after, roughly, the fourth of Force Awakens. And uh, at least one company is not at all excited about Star Wars being in May because with the announcement of the release date of Episode 8 20th Century Fox was quick to report that they are pushing back the planned release of Fantastic Four Two. It was going to come out on June 2nd of 2017, now June 9th. They want to get as far away from Star Wars Episode Eight as possible. The takeaway from this, by the way, being that Fox is so confident... In and in, in this year's Fantastic 4 release they actually have greenlit a sequel and given it a release date already so eh. good luck to them good luck
0: yeah they they made a sequel to the other Fantastic 4 and we all know how that turned yeah. out the lord bless you and keep you but this one's got Kate Mara in it I love her okay I, I did i i must say i'm a huge fan now of uh, Doug Jones who was the silver surfer so that's that's oh, something yeah. that's a thing move on all right so, let's just we can all
1: tell when we've hit the end of our interest in whatever geek news segment he came up with. We yeah. just stare at him. Next. Just Although, look
0: at me. you know, if, speaking of being fans of things, I, I did pull up a picture of Felicity Jones because I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything, but I think I will now.
3: She's quite fetching. Theory of everything. She's very good. Okay. So, um, Rash of sequels announced this week. Fro- uh, since Bob Iger was there and Disney, you know, with their hands and everything, Frozen 2... Is in the works, Craig. I know you are excited. Okay, so let me let me uh, let let me give you a little bit
0: of a lecture on how I feel about many many movies and other things, which is that so many times when I say I'm going to carry you, so many times when I say that uh, something wasn't uh, it it wasn't as great as I was led to believe, or you know, yeah, I I liked it, but I preferred this over it. People think that that I hated it. Right, Frozen. I didn't right. hate it. It was fine. Yeah. It was a good Disney movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, I didn't get the the uh, phantasmagoric uh, reaction out of it that everybody else seemed to get.
1: That's because you didn't have an eight-year-old daughter.
0: I did, Maybe. and I felt exactly the same way you did. I
3: only needed to see it once. I didn't have to hear that song. More than the five million times I heard it, I preferred
2: oh, some of the other
1: songs. I, I think that's because, Ken, you weren't an eight year old daughter. Because could your eight year old daughter have done it over and over and over again? You don't know me. Because my eight year old daughter was like, Dad, I want to go see it again.
3: Oh, no, she wanted
1: it. We bought it. I don't think it's been
3: watched so once.
0: I'm, I'm sure we'll all see the second one. But anyway, I, I just, and it happens all the time with all sorts of movies and books and stuff. I'll, yeah. I'll say, like, yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah. I liked it. And like, oh my gosh, you hated it, didn't you? Yeah. No, I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it.
3: Yeah, so that that doesn't have a release date, by the way. Frozen two, but it is it is now officially greenlit. It's gonna happen. Which find me the one person who didn't think that Frozen two was gonna happen. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. and I'll show you a guy that has a printing press of money in his basement. So um, what? Yeah. Okay, move on, Ken. Okay, so uh, they also Frozen Fever out in front of Cinderella. It's the new, it's the short that's in front of the live action Cinderella. Uh, Lego, the Batman, the Lego Batman movie. Oh, sweet. That thing's going to be moving because you know what day it comes out? May 26, 2017. What else comes out on (laughs) May 26, 2017? Yeah.
2: I actually wouldn't be surprised if they didn't move it. Not because they're, none of the Lego movies are competing to be like the blockbuster of the week or whatever. They're, They'll get their traction and everything, but I think they'll probably be fine saying we're right where they're at. i say 10 bucks says
0: it moves. It'll Not move at sure. least three weeks back. Or up. or up.
1: Yeah. You know what? We need to write this one down yeah. as a competition. Right. I, yeah, I, think I, I think say that thing
0: moves. I think so. somebody
1: needs to buy pizza if this one happens one way or the other. Guys, there's a Toy Story 4 coming out. Oh, jeez. I heard about this one. Yeah. But I haven't yeah. even
3: heard this yet. Set for Theatres on June 16th, 2017.
0: That's, so. uh... Now it's got some things. The toys going get for it. taken
1: to an old folks' home where they are there <laughs> simply to entertain the children that come over it's, to visit their old grandparents.
0: It's
3: not going to have Andy in it, from what uh, they say. This is uh, it's supposed to mark a new chapter in the lives of Woody and Buzz and the gang. It's supposed to come out on June 16th. John Lasseter, who he also directed the first two story, uh, Toy Story movies, He's done some other Pixar things. He's involved. His with His name it. is on
2: every Pixar film. He is the yep. He's golden goose. goose. He's Mr. He Pixar. Is Pixar. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this thing
3: has some potential. And
2: uh, the one I'm very excited
3: for, Tron 3.
1: That one looks like. Glad- I'm just excited just for the fact that they're saying that they're going to do a Tron 3. That looks so much fun.
3: I didn't have as big a problem with Tron Legacy as other people did. And I thought it could I had be a good better. Time. Yeah, but I, th- I had a good time. It was visually stunning. I loved it. Garrett Hedlund is supposed to be back. Director Joseph Kosinski is supposed to be back. And uh, they don't have a release date for it yet. It's slated to start shooting this fall. Mm-hmm. I'm excited
0: as long as Olivia Wilde's back. I was going to say Tron Legacy introduced me to the wonderful world of Olivia Wilde. Oh. And that's for that, we thank you.
3: Hey, speaking of sequels, fresh off of defying death in real life, the world's coolest man ever, Harrison Ford, is expected to be back to work this summer filming a sequel that is overrated nerdgasm that is Blade Runner. I Let me read that again. What filming I, a sequel to that overrated nerdgasm that is Blade no, Runner. no,
0: no, 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 nope. No. Stop talking. Okay. Ken? You're fired. <laughs> Get out. I'm kidding. Overrated. D- I, I really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because, because of the overrated here's, comment. Here's the. Just,
2: here, here's you. You have a beautiful opportunity here to judge this out because Craig's saying one thing, Ken is saying the other. I have never seen Blade Runner.
0: What? Okay. Oh my gosh. So
2: I let me see it, and oh. I will say whether I agree with. Craig, or whether I agree with Ken that it this is you know it's a good film, but it's way, it's definitely overrated, or it deserves the hype that it's getting. Yeah. Three
3: episodes hence, we will have a recap of the Legendarium folk watching Blade Runner.
0: Yeah. Okay. Man, we got we got to get together. We totally got to watch Blade Runner. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right.
2: That's got to happen. Sorry, I got to cross dress for the next few weeks, so I might be out for a bit. (laughs) Oh, man. Pictures are weird.
1: That sounded so much worse than it really is. I could have made it
2: worse. I'm religiously cross dressing. Yes,
1: you are dressing as a nun for the next three weeks. All right. Well, we'll work out the details, but that's
3: happening. Okay. In addition to reprising his role as Rick De- Rick Deckard, rumors are abundant that Ford will also have a cameo in Disney's Indiana Fire. Not Disney. Indiana Jones Five. Yeah, Disney's Indiana Jones Five. Disney's got everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is all but confirmed at this point. To Star Parks and Recreation favorite Chris Pratt. I think he was in another movie or something too. But all Disney keeps saying is that we know something you don't know. They're not going to tell us anything until they actually tell us everything. All right. So cool. Um, you guys going to do the? Uh, Age of Ultron marathon? Nope.
2: not in the theater.
3: If you ever wanted a chance to premiere, uh, to watch the premiere of a blockbuster while sleep deprived and in desperate need of a shower while surviving on nothing but concession stand food, you are in luck.
1: <laughs> wow, he said that <laughs> it paid... made it so much more yes. enticing. You paint
0: quite
3: a picture, Ken. Right? <laughs> AMC theaters running the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe marathon in advance of Avengers: Age of Ultron. The marathon is sponsored by Red Bull and Meth. It begins.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Tell me how long you spent crafting that joke. Oh, I had that one chambered.
0: <laughs> and that mic is getting cutted down.
3: Okay. I even had my mouth covered.
0: The the moment
3: I heard of this marathon, I it was the first thing I thought. Sponsored by Red Bull and meth. <laughs> So go on, Alrighty, so where was I? Oh yes, it begins with Iron Man at 6pm on a- April 29th, and it culminates with Age of Ultron at 7pm on April 30th. That's 11 movies, that's about 27 hours, that is a lot of freaky nerds. I don't, I'm not going to be there, forget it. With any luck, we'll see it before that. Hey, by the way, um, speaking of Robert Heinlein, you know, because we talked about Starship Troopers, another of Robert Heinlein's memorable novels is getting its shot at the big screen, which X- one? X-Men savior Brian Singer has been tagged to Helm Uprising. It's an adaptation of Heinlein's 1966 lunar colony story, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It. I.
1: There's some potential with got this got one. It's
3: got Robert Heinlein. It's got Brian Singer. I'm excited. This, this is going to be good. So uh, no timetable has been set for release yet, but hopefully no bugs, no Nazi uniforms, and no Paul Verhoeven, please. I'm Amen.
1: Sure Amen. Verhoeven.
3: So, hey, and uh, this isn't science fiction, but it really could be uh, straight out of it. NASA has discovered what it thinks could very possibly be another Earth-like planet in the Cygnus system. 500 million light years, or 500 light years from here.
0: Um, That doesn't excite me. Let me tell you why. Tell me This new story comes out at
3: least once a month. No, this one's even better. The planet is creatively named Kepler-186f. That's a great name. I want to live there. It sits on what astronomers call the habitable Goldilocks zone. It's that zone be around a star where the planet could be habitable. It could be Earth-like. Not too warm, not too cold. Uh, the atmosphere, water.
1: It's around a star 80 about 80.
3: half the size of our sun. So uh, hurry and book passage now for a one-way trip to Earth 2 Electric Boogaloo because that will be fun. Earth
1: 2 Electric Boogaloo? Oh, that's fine. Whatever. Wow. That's nice.
0: Ken, sometimes I think that we're the weird ones, but... You prove me wrong. Yeah. Often. Hey, by the way,
3: add to all the excitement, the announcement earlier of Star Wars Episode 8 and uh, the Rogue One and everything, 20 new canonical Star Wars books and comics coming out this year, well, this year-ish, designed to bridge the 30-year gap between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Add to that the upcoming release of Kanan, The Last Padawan, all of the comic books. It all adds up to just Disney, just take my money. Just Here
2: have my money. Direct deposit right into Disney. Oh
3: my gosh. Make all of my checks from here on out payable to Disney.
0: You know, there there are those uh, there are work colonies basically popping up. These campuses where, you know, take Google for instance. They build this campus where it's self-contained. You never have to leave. If you ever go to India, they, these things are are common. You know, like Infosys is this huge company, and, mm-hmm. and you never leave campus. You live, work, play, eat, sleep there. Yeah. Um, I would do that for Disney. I wouldn't do that oh, for I anybody you, else. Absolutely. You know, but but now that they've acquired everything that I love, except for uh, you know, Tolkien Enterprises, and I,
2: the fact that you brought up Bob Iger, there's uh, he did a. A, a fan event just this last week and accidentally let slip some information that wasn't supposed to come out yet. Yep. You know, there's always a parentheses around, or a quotation marks around, wasn't supposed to let that slip because you never know. Uh, but they announced that they're taking the Hollywood, not the Hollywood Backlot, it's um, Hollywood Backlot is, is California Adventure. Yeah, it's their Hollywood, their Hollywood Studios. they Hollywood Studios in um, Walt well, Disney World. And they are rebranding it and they're they're gonna totally basically gut it and do something new with it. He couldn't say what that was, but with all the talk about Star Wars theme parks, I would not be surprised to see the uh-huh. Hollywood studios become Star, Star Wars, Wars Land. Land. Yep.
0: yep. Yep. And then they'll find me uh, crouching <clears throat> Gollum like in the sewers underneath, forty five years later. You know, still waiting for my admission ticket that I never had the money to buy. One day I will
3: live there. I will live at Disney World. So let it be written, so let it be done. And King that Geek is John. your Legendarium Geek News. I'm <laughs> Ken Johnson. You're welcome. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Um, so, Ken, you mentioned how many? 20? 20. 20, 30, 20, books, 20 books and comics? 20 books and comics. No, we've already had a few. Um, we've had. Yep. We've had. Uh, we've
3: had Star Wars. We've had A New Dawn. We've Darth had. Darth Vader. Tarkin. Tarkin is actually before, but. Uh, Tarkin's a book. Yeah. Right. Uh, a Heir book. to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. It and just then... came out like last week. Yep.
0: And uh, we've had the Princess Leia comic. We've had the Darth Vader comic start. Uh, so we're we're already oh yeah we're this. That's, we're,
2: well, kind of each each comic series is can say counted as one. There it's sure more, sure you know it's right. like twenty issues of that. It's one series there. Now yeah.
3: these these novels are not or, or these books. These twenty books are not just going to be like a novel. They're going to be uh, the, you know the adult novels that we've got already shouldn't say adult novels. That sounds <laughs> that's, not a, oh.
2: that's not a <laughs> lightsaber. Oh You may fire when ready
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan wins. <laughs> okay, okay that was these are gonna be tired
1: wild. of asking. This is going to be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be
3: books for Grown-ups, they're going to be... That does, that <laughs> there's one, no that, easy gonna, way to do this. Okay, there's going to be books, like standard fair books. They're also going to be young adult novels. They're going to be... One of them even mentioned sticker books, you know, stuff... Basically, any, they're all going to come out, and they're all going to be canon, and they're all going to paint the picture of what happened between Return of the Jedi
1: and The Force Awakens. And this is a perfect example of how they are trying very hard to win back the hearts and minds of so many people that they alienated when they said that they were destroying the expanded universe. Yes.
0: Well, I I like what they've done so far, uh, but Ryan, you say you don't like the Princess Leia comics so much, but you've liked the other ones so far.
2: It's not to say I don't like it. I think that it has potential. I just don't think that compared to what el- the other pieces that have come out so far, that it that it has met uh, reached the bar that the other ones have set. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some some writing choices in it that seem a little like they took an easy way out. Uh, the art in it is really good. The story in it is not. The, the setup that they've got is not mm-hmm. terrible, um, but of of the three that have been released, the Star Wars, Darth Vader, and Princess Leia, it is uh, it is the lowest of the three. It's it it's the most worst. juvenile,
1: I think. Yeah. In its approach, yeah, and the both way it's art art wise and also story wise, the way that they're taking the the approach to the story, I think it's the one that I would I would classify as the most likely to be teen angsty. More so than the others, written, written by be, a high
3: school creative art student,
2: um, a little, or bit, maybe appealing to a high school, a, a really arts good student. creative art student yeah. in high school, maybe. Um, yeah, it's. I, I agree that it, it has the potential to go there, and I hope it doesn't because do it too. deserves better than that, especially being that this is one of the one of the few Star Wars comics where you have a female lead, you know, that's really going to run with this, and Leia and all the other storylines so far has been a very. Just a very intriguing and interesting character, a very a driving force. In this one, we're getting to explore a little more of her, uh, her existence as Princess Leia. Leia. Yeah. It's not this isn't about Leia Organa. This is about Princess Leia, and how she's now technically queen and has to get, basically the, the the gist of what we're getting at is she has to go gather the lost people of Alderaan who weren't on the planet to try and preserve the legacy the legacy of the planet of Alderaan, mm-hmm. and she does it with one a fellow. Alderanian, Knight or Alderani. who is Alderanian. a bitter adder for not being, not, not having been there, not have, well, and not grieving enough. not grieving not enough. not grieving enough. Yeah. So it's like I said, it's of the three, it's probably the least in the least intriguing so far of them, and it is the lightest of the fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Darth Vader being the darkest, admittedly, and probably the best in my mind, followed by the Star Wars the series that's being done by Cassidy. Uh, Aaron Cassidy and Martin. It's fantastic, uh, just very enjoyable to see the characters in situations outside of the the movies, Mm -hmm. um, maintaining
0: the character traits that we've come to love and being in a different situation. One thing that I like about the Princess Leia comic, not having read it but just having flipped through it, is the decision to draw her in a familiar way, but it's not Carrie Fisher necessarily yeah. right. you know, right. and yeah. so you recognize yeah that's Princess Leia uh, but largely by her costume choices mm-hmm. in the comic uh, there is a so it's nice that they kind of got away from that a little bit yeah
2: and, and, and the art in it I, I agree there's, there's some variant covers though that are a little more Carrie Fisher-esque there's one and I wish I could remember the artist's name but there's one that I really want to see if I can find the variant cover because it's just beautiful art and really well done
1: you're talking about the anime one?
2: no no this one it has it's Leia and her she's she's got the white dress on and she's uh, on a star a starred background. With a blast oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I did see that one. I want to say it's like the artist is like Simmons or something like that. But if you look at variant covers, you you can see you can see them and all, and they're they're very interesting and each of them is unique. But yeah, it's I, I agree. It's not you're not looking at Carrie Fisher in the comics, um, which maybe they're prepping us for what we're going to see in episode seven.
1: It's possible. You know, one of the things that's really interesting about the, the the direction that they've taken with these comics is that they are exploring issues that were explored once before when Marvel ran its um, Star Wars comic line earlier. Um, but they're taking uh, they're taking a different, uh, a, a very different direction. In that first version. Uh, because there was very little guidance from George Lucas, very little involvement from Lucasfilm in the way that they wanted it done. Marvel ran it the way that they run all of their comic books with villains that pop up every now and again. You, you have a villain that shows his face once every year and then he keeps coming back. Uh, Valance the cyborg uh, was a good indication of that. Um, and Darth Vader didn't have any indication of who it was that he was chasing across the universe. In this series, he knows right off the bat um, and they're, they're, uh, they they take the approach that Darth Vader is going to be tracing down Luke Skywalker, knowing that Luke Skywalker is his son very, very early on in the process.
2: I, I love that they're, they're exploring questions that we as fans have probably thought of, but never really spent a ton of time on, perhaps. Or perhaps an exorbitant amount of time and just never had an actual solid answer. Uh, the whole thing about... You know, when does Vader figure out who Luke is? Mm-hmm. You know, we're three, we're three episodes into the Star Wars comic series so far. And as a side note here, one of the biggest things about this that I'm really amazed with is they're running all these concurrently inside the same universe. Yes, they are. Darth Vader, Princess Leia, the Star Wars, they the things that are, uh, occur in one are referenced in the others. And being that they are writing this concurrently, that's a that's a lot of organizational work together to do.
1: It's a Herculean task, but it's one that Marvel does exceptionally well. I think they do it better than DC does, um, and I think that I, I think that bears itself as you look at the at the the way that the two organizations run. Um, Marvel's Marvel's universe has always been with these heroes intersecting each other and intersecting their major storylines, whereas DC everybody lives in their own cities. Um, the cities are uh, not genuine cities; they're not. We, we don't have them rooted in the real world, and they come together as the Justice League to do these side adventures. But they don't ever really necessarily connect them to any kind of events that are going on in the regular books, except for the selected crossover <coughs> series. You know what uh, comic book
3: I'm more excited about? I mean, these ones are great. The Darth Vader one, especially. Wow, holy crap, is good! It's
2: Fantastic to are looking a villain again. Have darth vader be a and, and to have, and have exactly to have him
3: be evil holy smoke but you know what i'm more excited about kanan yeah. the last padawan yeah. oh my gosh
0: i want i want to talk about that briefly at, just as an intro to rebels okay so <laughs> comes out in april um and and it's so it's about his time actually with the Jedi before it's, Order sixty six.
3: It's about his time as Caleb Doom, which was his name before he was Kanan Jarrus. Yep, uh, as a Padawan to Depa Billaba. Who? <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, say that one
3: more time. Depa Billaba. Okay. Who we meet in? Uh, we don't actually meet her, but uh, we we her ghost. We learn well, about, about her in a new dawn. In a new dawn. Okay. Uh, which is the the precursor book to right. rebels okay. and and this
0: is this is how he survived well, how in the world do we keep any of this straight i have no idea That's we're going i think things that thing we need to draw on the wall over here <laughs> there you go.
1: yeah, we're going to need
3: a map like on uh, those crime dramas but uh, that's going to be interesting to see when you know star wars episode 8 episode 9 episodes 10 11 12 come out cuz they've got a reference back now to all these books and all these comic books and all these things that are now canon
1: and I think what they're—I—I I, I would wager that what they're doing with this is they are writing all of these stories as, oh, we had to think up all of this stuff to make the movies work. Why don't we publish them? Because I'll bet people will buy them.
3: And and that might be it. And and it's—they're going to have to reference all that. But uh, going back to Canaan, it's basically it's going to be how he survived Order Sixty Six. What happened to his. His mentor. What happened to him after? How did he escape? How did he survive until he became Canaan, and all that? Basically, it's it's going to lead. I don't know how long it's supposed to be, how many issues it's supposed to be, but it's basically supposed to lead into a new dawn, and then lead into mm-hmm. rebels. It, it, Which, by the way,
0: rebels, awesome. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, should we talk about rebels for a second because the first season just wrapped. Um, oh man! And I think we're all into it.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm into yeah. it now. Oh, it yeah. started a little bit slow. The The first, the episode, first episode was
0: amazing. Was, yeah. The second and third, you know, it kind of slowed down. You're like, what happened to those? Gotta uh, keep
1: one jump ahead of the bread line. Yeah. It felt was, very much like Aladdin in space at, the first couple yeah. of, issues, the yeah. first couple of episodes. Ezra was
3: Space Aladdin for a little bit. But he, he started to grow out of that, though, until by the end of it, yeah. in the uh, season finale.
0: Wow, I mean, you stop... The only thing that's still kind of driving me crazy is the Inquisitor's lightsaber. Oh, that's I, ridiculous. It doesn't matter yeah, how you You're not you going to have to worry it. about
1: that anymore. Re- Spoiler
0: alert. Well, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. I don't
2: know, if you haven't seen Rebels by now, then you're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, they took a very, what had been an up-till-now, very intricate character in the Inquisitor, and, as in all television, he faded away in a non-finalized death scene. Oh, right. But, I mean, you can, you can, there's enough there that if he's gone, he's, you're fine with it. But if he came back, you'd be like, alright, how did he it? But I love uh, his final lines. His final line. line yes. So there, chilling. Yes. Oh, yeah. So his final line was, there, were things there are things that are worse, worse than, than death. That, and then, moments later, Darth Vader walks onto the bridge of his ship, onto the bridge of uh, one of the ships, and well, onto the Bridge of Tarkin's
3: Star Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The idea that he did, you know, there's potential discussion that he is terrified of the idea of having to answer to Vader for failing in this mission. Right. And, you know, maybe that's what he's referring to, maybe not. I'm sure we'll get more as we go along,
3: but... Well, and, and really, he did fail, I because mean, he's taking on a guy who was, at best, a novice Jedi, and he lost. So you know what like, it's probably good you're dead I,
0: that's that's one of the things that I like about rebels and about kanan as a character is that uh, they really <clears throat> don't dangle much in the way of uh, information about kanan they'll they'll yeah. make a lot of allusions to his past and uh, and he'll kind of give you just little tidbits but it leaves me wondering like were you a crappy jedi is that what's going on or were you you know or or do you just have a lot of self doubt, and you were you were just fine as a right. Jedi, but you're, you're you know. I think that's uh, an what the comic, overly humble person, maybe. Yeah,
3: I think that's what the comic book is going to explore. By the way, right. but I I think it's that you know he lost his mentor when he was like, I'm throwing out a number I don't know, say nine, you know, say ten, whatever. That's where your training ends. So I, basically, he's got the training of a ten year old.
2: Well, You remember uh, in the his showdown with the Inquisitor, the Inquisitor. Uh, I want to say it was during the end showdown. Uh, he says, "Do you remember the final words of your master before she died?" And yeah. Was, yeah. He's like, run. "Yes, I do." Run. run, run. And so you know, maybe he's got some survivor's guilt or something on top of it. But I, it has been very refreshing to have an attainable Jedi is the best way I can put it. Because up till now, you have Obi Wan, you have Yoda, you have all these Jedis who are masters and who yeah. are the epitome of like the great Jedi Order and everything. We have now in Canaan. we have someone who's got the skills and ability, but apparently is not quite, you know, based on what we're what we're seeing and everything, he's not quite there. He's not that master, super sage Jedi person. He's always referring back to, well, basically this is how my master did it, so I'm going to have to throw that at you because I don't know any better. Well, and I mean, it's nice to have that attainable, you know, Jedi. It's like, oh, yeah, I, 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 can, I, I can, can relate see myself that. He's an everyman Jedi, not one of these
1: mythic... One of the things that's interesting too is that I think this is more the kind of Jedi, the, the kind of character that George Lucas was looking for in his original treatment of the of the Luke Skywalker character. That it was going to be more of a rogue, uh, rogue, roguish kind of a character that was still the one that you fall in love with. Um, and, and there's a lot of information out there. In fact, there's there's a, a Dark Horse Comics uh, series, one of the last ones that they produced, that's still out there. Um that is a comics adaptation of the first treatment that George Lucas gave. His original his original approach to to the hero was that he was a swash more of a swashbuckler and less this chivalrous knight. So I think we're I think what we're seeing is an opportunity to come back and revisit some of those pieces um, that were part of the beginning of the Star Wars universe in a way that doesn't interfere with what we all know and love.
2: And it gives us a a great opportunity to be prepped for what we are probably going to see in the next few series, in 7, 8, and 9. We don't have a Master Jedi Order. We don't have a council anymore. We have Luke Skywalker you know, perceived, we believe, he's he's been in hiding for a while because there's this... Scruffy looking. There's this, uh, well... Scruffy looking. (laughs) Leaked plot ideas, in quotes, that there is a... Uh, a machine that has been created that can locate Jedi. And so he's been on the run and been hiding as he's been trying to, you know, recruit people and get uh, the Jedi Order going. So we're not going to see Mark Hamill a whole lot at first. Uh, But the idea is that all the Jedis from here on out are, they don't have that council base Mm -hmm. to, to turn to unless they decide to go into, like, we're going to use holocrons to bring them back in. So we, in Kanan... We get the first feel of what the Jedi's from here on out are probably going to feel like until we get a Jedi academy, a Jedi, academy, a Jedi council. We get the Luke Skywalker, and we get one or two Jedi's who attain that higher level. That we go, okay, you're our new Obi Wan, you're our new Yoda. Yeah, you know, I I
3: like the unconventional Jedi that canon is too. I, you see things. Like,
1: the the scene in the in the lightsaber battle where yeah. he runs forward shooting the Inquisitor with stun bolts from. From Ezra's... From Ezra's lightsaber blaster yeah. and then starts swinging the lightsaber and Ezra goes, and Ezra I goes, never thought of doing that.
3: Exactly. That's
1: <laughs> it's so cool. Sorry, should we say spoiler alert when we do that kind of stuff? Oh, we no, spoiler no, alerted yeah. long ago. We're
0: yeah, good. You We're... should have seen it. Um, my <laughs> favorite my favorite thing about this discussion is how many times Ryan has put an S on the end of Jedi. Plural. I know.
3: See, that's... Yeah.
0: yeah. That's uh, Maybe maybe you're fired, Ryan. Why can Jedi's not be plural? No, yeah, the plural of Jedi, Jedi. is Jedi. Jedi okay <laughs> fine i'm messing with you all no, right i'm not you guys uh, i'm totally i'm, I'm totally all for that <laughs> I know. this is this is why they call me the fun one. Oh, yeah I, all right you guys thank let's you, fun one. let's wrap this up because that's um it, that should about do it for our star wars but we didn't episode. even talk to
3: osaka talk about osaka tano uh, um...
1: okay we'll talk about her later all
0: yeah, right we'll talk about her later Let's just say
3: she shows up in the end of uh, the yeah. Finale,
0: there's nothing so. to talk about yet. She shows up. Okay, I'm excited. Um, anyway, you guys, thanks for coming back in. I'm glad that we got the band back. Hey, together. wait, hey,
1: wait, hey, wait. There's one thing that we really need to talk about. It's critical. It's important, and people want to know. Howard the Duck issue one was awesome. Oh if you have not picked up Howard the Duck issue one, you really need to pick it up. I'm just gonna say that as a as a longtime reader of Howard the Duck, as I flipped through the comic book, I found references to the earlier Howard the Duck series that were absolutely delightful, made me laugh out loud, and when my wife looked at me and said, Why are you reading a book, a comic book of Donald Duck? I said, Excuse me, his name is Howard, and she looked at me and she's like, Yeah, right. I'm just saying, if you're a fan of Marvel comic books um, and you also are a fan of spoof literature, you need to pick up Howard the Duck because it's absolutely brilliantly done. And it is a wonderful uh, a, a wonderful tool that they are going to use to plug all of their movies. They plug Guardians of the Galaxy in this one with a little tease that's going into the next issue. It's a lot of fun. You, you need to check out Howard the Duck issue number one.
0: Well, I'm glad that you talked about it for 60 seconds because now I don't have to waste uh, 25 (laughs) minutes reading the comic. (laughs) So uh, I I think we'll leave that as our final thought unless anybody else has anything worthless to say about... uh, Secret Wars is coming up. May. In May. Mm -hmm. So, all right. We'll leave that dangling in front of you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for being, being just horrible, horrible panelists once again. I appreciate that from all of you. Uh, And uh, we will talk to you all uh, next week. Enjoy.
1: Before we leave you, we would be remiss if we didn't take a moment to say a fond farewell to Terry Pratchett. Terry, thank you for introducing us to Discworld, and may the Hogfather guide your steps.